a good day to you. You're listening to Jenny Knipp for Author. You may be relaxing with a cup of tea or coffee, traveling, crafting, working, or exercising. Whatever the case may be, I'm so glad you chose to spend your time with me. Thanks so much for joining me today on this, um, well, it's snowy here in Wisconsin. <clears throat> Not sure where you are. Maybe you have some spring flowers blooming out or nicer weather, but it's chilly here and we've got a few inches of snow on the ground. Um, today in the podcast, I wanted to talk about um, how, what, a, what a role, an important role journaling has had uh, played in my life. Just personally, and I think as an author, I, I was looking back through some of my entries through the last few years, and I could see, I'm like, whoa, that's where some of this book came from. That's where some of my thoughts or my theme for Blue Moon came from or for Silver Moon or, you know, so it's like um, my past experiences and the things I've written down personally in a journal have fueled or filled the deeper places in my novels and you know maybe that's true for every author it certainly is for me i'm just going to take a quick drink so today i wanted to share some of my past journal entries and these have all come from a pretty deep place of struggle um they all i wrote these all after I was diagnosed with MS and I was diagnosed in 2014. These I probably wrote um, over the course of the next few years, kind of interspersed between those. And I used to write, you know, in my journal physically using a notebook and a pen or whatever. Um, But these I had to transition because of my issues, nerve issues with my hands and, and pain. Um, I use a digital format now and I usually, you know, write on my iPad. Um, That works best for me. So these are going to be pretty personal. (laughs) And, you know, um, you might think, wow, she's got problems. And, you know, uh, we all do. We all have issues that we have to deal with. And, And the reason why I'm sharing this stuff is that it may touch you where you're at. And it might you know, encourage you to continue in your path and, and maybe you'll, um, you know, take up or reinvest in, in the process of journaling. It, it really has been a healing tool in my life. And, and not only that, but, um, you know, like I said, it's fueled my, um, some of my novels, but in my novels, I usually have a character, um, who, you know, really relies on journaling or diary entries to help them process through life. And especially in my, the current series that I'm writing now, Sheltering Trees, each book has an important section that's um, pertaining to someone's diary or journal entries. And it's a very important part of the story. 
um, because it's important to me. <laughs> it's like it, it made sense to make it important to my characters. That was just kind of a given. So um, in, in these, this first little segment, um, this comes when I'd just received, I think it was after Ken, my husband, gave me my iPad. And it's like I figured out that I could continue to do some writing on it. Um, you know, it just, it bothered my eyes a little bit. And of course, I, my fingers were having some major issues moving correctly. Um, but, but it, it became like, wow, maybe I could start writing again. So, um, one day I was sitting, you know, by the window and I just wrote this out. (laughs) So here we go. My words emerge from infancy in the inner depths of my heart. Not that my thoughts are untried or newly stood upon shaking, toddling legs. No, they have just waited to get out. They shimmer like clusters of crystals waiting to shine on the page. Once I wrote by hand, filling pages upon pages with ink, seamed along with stitches holding a garment together, flowing from my mind with an unforced clarity. Characters took shape, scenes paraded by, and words strung themselves together like pearls on fishing line as stories and poems became real. Time has changed my ability to write, type, and in some instances, even form the images in my mind. For a while, I gave up, but I feel the tug again, the insatiable urge to record my thoughts and arrange them in a meaningful bouquet. Like a mason pulls an image from a rock or a potter forms, f- forms from the clay what it calls to be, so I feel the call of the written word to be released from my ponderings and be set free. How unsettling the bounce of thoughts around inside my brain can be. I long to get them out. It is a yearning, a calling, a choking feeling that cannot be denied any longer. So despite the difficulty of various physical inhibitions, I will persist in heeding their call. I've missed the ability. The need has never gone away, but hummed in the background, waiting to sing the lead again. So that's my first entry that I want to share. And, you know, maybe you have something that you feel that you want to do again, or you feel humming in the background and, and you want to, you know, try again. And and maybe that thought will encourage you. Excuse me while I take another drink. This next um, segment just came one day as I was thinking about all the things that I have gone through with my physical battle with MS and just learning how to navigate through all the changes. It's it's a very scary thing when um, your life is constantly being changed because of the things that you can't do or just things aren't working right in your body. It's almost like living in an, in an alien body. It's just really odd and extremely hard to describe. Um, but at this instance, I, I just felt overwhelmed. Um, so here's a little glimpse of that. I'm leaving a testament to this current phase of darkness and hope that his light will shine through the cracks. How thankful I am that in him is the light of life and no darkness at all. 
This cling of despair and panic that chokes my throat and makes me gulp for breath like a caught fish pulled from the water does not worry him. That I feel like a groping blind person in this tunnel of life has not taken him by surprise. The concrete thought of a way out that grasps at my feet and won't let me move past my experience does not shock him. How glad I am that he knows my thoughts before I know them myself and loves me anyway. What miracle is this that I should be the recipient of such grace? The unsaid pain of every day roars in my heart like a caged lion, pacing, ever pacing, longing for a chance at freedom, but there's no one to speak it to, none with flesh and blood that will understand this undoneness. You, Lord, you are the only one I can pour my heart out to and know that it won't change how you think about me. Your grace and love is ever sufficient for my weakness. You see through my brokenness, this jarbled poem that I am. Only you can make sense of the rhythm. Only you can decipher the words and only you can make me rhyme. I am undone before you in my brokenness naked to the core and utterly ripped to ribbons. It is the only thing I have to offer, but in the stillness, after I pour out my heart, I hear you say, good news, it's the only thing that I require. Perhaps this territory of undoneness is exactly where I need to be. So that's a pretty <laughs> pretty raw um, image to share with you. Um, but I like it. Sometimes the best the best things we can relate to are the rawest and it's where that our faith means the hurting places in our life. Um, those are the things that help change us, help refocus our eyesight or our attention onto something different and and maybe that's what you need to hear today. I'm hoping it is. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to know um, you know, exactly what to share sometimes, but I'm hoping that in sharing my reality, that it encourages your reality. And as you can tell, you know, from my words, I, I am a Christian and I am trusting God with my life. And um, sometimes that's really difficult, boy. It's, it's easy to say, but sometimes incredibly hard to do. So <laughs> that's a little bit of my encouragement today, too, for you. I'm going to take another drink. I apologize for taking so many drinks. I, I Speaking is getting harder for me in a, in a longer thing. My, I just tend to feel like somebody's strangling my throat after a while, and I just need to have a drink. Thank you. Alrighty. So this, this piece came from... After thinking about, gosh, um, I think maybe it was spring, and I was thinking about new things, and and um, you know, in the fall, how things kind of die off, and then new things come. So this is a little bit of that picture, I suppose, but it's also again pretty raw. Um, so here's here's my truth, <laughs> or my reality, I should say. <clears throat> Life is more about losing things gracefully than gaining them. When it is all said and done, there is nothing that's mine to keep except the love God has for me and the love I have for others. 
We are born believing that life is about growth and success when really it's about how well we die. I don't seem to be dying very well lately. I'm fighting surrender like a child who slumps in their parents' arms like a limp noodle refusing to be restricted. Surrender to the reality of loss is scary. In the past three years, my life has been one successive step of loss after another. The loss of feeling, function, movement, memories, friends, jobs, and abilities sometimes staggers me and makes me want to quit. I wish pain was on that list of loss, but ironically, it's probably what keeps me sane and safe. No one truly understands the daily struggle um, to put pain, fear, loss, and this overwhelming numbness in its place. How it pokes at me, how it bites. It wants to become who I am. It is slowly erasing everything I thought I was, and I want to scream and shake something until it falls apart just like me. A snow globe of dreams shattered into smithereens. I wanted to be so many things. In all the pickup sticks of shards, there is only one thing I will ever truly and always be, a daughter of the king. Once a king or queen of Narnia, always a king or queen of Narnia, C.S. Lewis said. Maybe true success is only to be found in losing the rest and holding on to that one shard. I hope so, because it's all I really have. <laughs> so um, there's a pretty, you know, um, in-depth glance, I guess I should say, at, um, gosh, that place of place of questioning and pain I wrote this from. But, you know, when I always decided in my heart that when I, when I sat down to write, I would be extremely honest with myself. And that has helped me um, tremendously so much in my life. Um, I think when we hold on to secrets or we hold on to fears or we hold on to our worries, they have some kind of power over us. But when we let them out, when we release them, when we you know, give them to God in prayer or we share them with other people, when we even just write them down, they become somehow less of a monster and and more like I can tackle this I can do this I can look past this this is not everything that my life is and um, you know I found that to be true in my journaling I'm gonna take another drink excuse me this next piece is very short it's just a couple paragraphs um, Um, but it's just a, it's just not the little glimpse in it. It ends with, um, kind of the, the couple of sentences I used in my, um, encouraging posts on social media today. I like to, on Tuesdays, post something inspiring, usually just kind of a general, um, statement or something I tell myself to keep myself going, you know, in life and writing and whatever, um, Today it was a little bit more faith-based and and focused on what um, God can do rather than what I can do. So here are these couple um, paragraphs. My path is unperceived and muted. I am looking for the brush strokes of how I know the path has been revealed to me before. I long for a Holy Spirit whisper on the wind that says, Here is the path. 
walk ye in it. My view, however, is still a solid wall of restriction, of isolation, and I yearn for inclusion and for purpose. I wonder in the past did I ever fully see the steps of faith before I took them? Well, if I did, then perhaps it wasn't faith. I feel like faith is a bird. It comes to rest on you when you are silently waiting for it. Grasping too hard will crush it into disbelief. I desire more of it, but can't muster it up on my own. God says if anyone lacks wisdom to ask and it will be given. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If I lack, well, I lack because I ask not. I must surround myself with the Word of God and prayers of faith if I'm going to journey through this section of wilderness. Some of that comes from Isaiah 43:19. This last sentence kind of sums it up for me. It's not my job to see where God will make a way, but it is my job to believe and have faith that He will make a new way. It's His job to forge it. If faith is the only kind of eyesight he wants me to have. So um, those are my few uh, journal entries that I wanted to share with you today. And, um, you know, sometimes we wonder, like, where do, where do authors come up with this stuff? Or where do they get their inspiration? And, and most of my inspiration has come through these deeper places of life um, through my experiences and, and learning how to manage through them. And like I said, journaling has been a huge, huge part of that. Um, you know, my books are not your typical fluffy romance. They are, most of them are based on on heavier issues and how the characters really deal with some intense hardships in their life. And that's what I wanted to share. That's why I started writing them in the first place. Um, you know, I'm not out to just give you an entertaining book to read. I am out to offer you also some hope, you know, in between the words, in between the lines on that page. Um, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be going through all the work and effort and financial expense to publish my books. I just want to share with you a little excerpt from a book I'm reading right now. It's a nonfiction book uh, by Lynn Austin. She's pretty famous for her Christian fiction. Um, a lot of it is historical based. This is a nonfiction book um, entitled My Journey to a Deeper Faith in the Land Where Jesus Walked. Um, it's called Pilgrimage. And I'm just kind of slowly making my way my way through it. Um, but in this section, she's talking about excuse me, um, it's, she's been kind of in this wilderness area in her life, and she's actually visiting um, the wilderness of, of Zin, Zin, Zine, I don't know how exactly how you say that, um, to be precise, um, but just this little paragraph kind of sums up this chapter for me. The truth is, I really don't want to walk by faith. Do any of us? I prefer comfort and safety, a well-stocked pantry and an abundant water supply, a map that shows exactly where I'm going and how long it will take me to get there. <laughs> and I would like to choose the destination myself, thank you. But who needs God if I have all those things? 
Israel's downfall didn't come when they were homeless wanderers in the desert, but when they lived in cities where they were self-sufficient and well-fed. God had warned them that when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land. That's from Deuteronomy 8. God must have known that I needed this walk behind the restless sun through this dry, empty wasteland to remind me of my need for him. So that's just a little excerpt from Lynn's book, and um, it's really great. I I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but when I do, it's usually something like this, or perhaps it's something that I'm researching, um, you know, or interested in for a book. But um, <clears throat> I really respect her as an author. You know, she puts a lot of faith in her books, and and um, so if you haven't read, you know, this book, I really do recommend it. Thanks again for listening to me. <laughs> Thanks again for, um, you know, just listening to me being real. You know, I think that we, we learn the most from each other when we, we are real and we let down those walls and barriers that let us really see who we really are. So, um, you know, I was a little vulnerable today and <laughs> really shared um, some things from my journey and my past in hopes that Um, you know, maybe they'll encourage you. So blessings on your day. Thanks for listening. books and my writing journey, please visit my website at jennyknipfer.com. All of my social media links are on my site if you wish to connect with me further. Please message in with questions and comments. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. This is Jenny signing off at Jenny Knipfer Author Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope something I've said has resonated with you and encouraged or blessed you on your particular path. Remember, despite your circumstances, you can choose to make it a beautiful day. Mm